Previously on Almost Heroes, we pick up in the woods north of Tin Town, searching for Das's mystery creatures. After nearly alerting all of the forest to our presence, we were able to find the lair of the creatures—a slimy swamp filled with the holes, ranging from small to gargantuan. We were able to find, uh, successfully lure one of the largest slugs over to us without alerting any of the others. During the battle, Cosmo was swallowed whole by the creature but we were able to defeat it and cut Cosmo free with our new prize in tow. We began making our way back towards town. When we ran into the baby slug that Rangram had thrown earlier, it let out a shriek that woke the mama slug from her slumber, and she, along with a herd of slugs of every shape and size, began chasing after us. As we were getting out of the woods, Glenn set ignition to a flagon of oil, in the path behind us, unknowing setting the very flammable slug slime trail ablaze. After the intentionally set the, <laughs> the forest ablaze. Delivering the creature to Das to presumably make a ton of Das dogs, we split up and headed to bed for the night. Rangrim headed to the forge. Cosmo went home and Glynn took up watch alongside Poe on the roof of Luther, Luther's Legends Hall. While in a trance, Glenn felt the coin in his pocket burn red and fall through the pocket of his robes. Upon grabbing it, he was transported to the snow-covered temple and a very different, more powerful voice inside his head greeted him by name. And that's where we left off. Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 32, White Knight. We pick up with the Almost Heroes separated, uh, all nestled in for the night, uh, but with some of them having a more restful night's sleep than others. So, Glenn, you grabbed onto this coin uh, after it had burned its way through your pocket and were instantly just like and powerfully tugged, uh, seemingly like pulled almost by your middle uh, through the just like towards the north, like just flying at the insane speed of light seemingly feels like this. Uh, and then like through this kind of like narrow uh, passage, this kind of valley covered in snow, uh, just kind of like through the snowflakes and then just like arrived with a jarring stop at the front of this temple. Um, like the whole travel being a blur, but like you feel like you took the, the whole trip um, and you are now standing in front of this uh, temple that you've seen one time before in a vision, a much weaker vision, nowhere near this level of power behind it. Uh, and it is a, you feel like you're in like a, a blizzard. Like there is just snow kind of obscuring your vision. You're standing on a seemingly like stone pedestal dais uh, and kind of raised up above the ground. So like when you, if you kind of look back behind you, there is like, it, it's a drop off from there. And then right in front of you, there's a stone door that is uh, covered in these kind of glyphs all the way around it that seem to be uh, from what you would recognize as draconic symbol symbology. Um, and in the center of the door, you notice that there is a circular little kind of symbol that looks very familiar uh, to you because it's very similar to that platinum key uh, that you found in Luther's trunk. Um, and above that, there's another draconic symbol. Um, and as you're kind of getting your bearings uh, in this new space, uh, you also realize that you are extremely cold. You are like, you feel like you're here. You also feel just kind of like a dull burning um, 
from this this coin that you are that is in your hand uh, that you don't seem to be able to let go of. Uh, and again, you hear that voice in your head that goes, "Hello, Glen Yaris." Uh, Glenn kind of like looks to his hand quickly and he's like, uh, hello? I am speaking with Glenyaris Arissus, am I not? Uh, depends who's asking. Uh, deception check. Damn. That tracks. Oh, false. Rolled a five. Oh, damn, plus seven, but twelve. You feel that coin in your hand... Uh, just like start burning super hot uh, and you take three damage I try to drop it what happens uh, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw Ooh, natural 19 plus two so uh, 21 okay um, you are able to uh, kind of like force your hand open um, but you're not able to move it so your hand is kind of like partially open at this point and a hand it's like sitting on your hand um one thing i will say is um i don't know if this was a concern of yours or not uh it doesn't seem to be like burning into your hand it seems to be a superficial kind of burn that's what i was gonna uh, ask yeah yeah and so it, it seems to be more of like a, a magical burning that's that's happening so there's like um, no scarring or like any marks on my actual interesting no, it doesn't seem to be like that. Um, it seems to be like, like more of a superficial kind of, of pain that's happening. Um, you've proven to be more stubborn than I would have expected. What is it that you want most, Glenyars? Uh, at this current moment, to get the hell out of here. He's kind of like looking around, trying to get a bearings to where he is. Um, okay, so you're looking, uh, looking around. Make me a perception check. Uh, nine? 19 total. Okay, so you're looking around, you're looking through this like snowstorm, which is obscuring your vision. Um, I will say that kind of distantly, kind of like as you're looking back behind you, mm-hmm. you swear that you see some sort of darker form out in the snowstorm, kind of like down lower where you can you would assume that the ground level would be. There seems to be something down there. Like um, I'm on a pedestal and this is... You're probably... How, how far? You're probably up a good, uh, like, 15 feet um, up above the ground, and you can see that there's, like, a broken and cracked staircase that seems to be heading down from either side of this pedestal that you're up on top of. So I ask again, Glenyaris, what is it that I can provide you? What do you want? Well, I mean, if, uh, if I'm running off uh, previous experience, uh, normally these kind of offers just don't go one way, so... Maybe we should start this with maybe some bartering. What What is it that you need from me? Because I've never been transported quite like this, and this doesn't seem to be just a, a casual happenstance. You are more intelligent than I have given you credit for. Of course, <laughs> of course, I need something from you. I know that you already obtained the key. I need for you to bring it here, and I need for you to get me something that lies within this temple. Well... I'm sure since you've been apparently following me for a while, you you know, I'm business-minded, but I'm also quite the gentleman, and I don't like to make deals without, you know, knowing who I'm speaking with, so can I ask you your name? I'm not as all-knowing as you are. Um, you hear a kind of deep chuckle uh, in your head that 
it kind of like doesn't last very long and there's no like humor to it at all. Um, well, if that's the kind of bargaining that we're having, no, you will not be knowing who I am. But my second question for you is, what is it that you fear most, Glenn Yaris? I, I think I enjoyed the conversation when we were back talking about what I wanted. Let's go, let's backpedal a step. Let's go back to that. That was, that was nice. Uh, um, no, I've always kind of liked the idea of a nice, like sea cottage overlooking, you know, some nice cliffs, maybe like a little cabana down by the, by the shore, a ship maybe. So what is it that you fear, Glenn Yaris? What would you want least? I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of being on this this uh, this continent. I do do enjoy my time here in Sakal. I uh, don't want to be dead if I had to put a name to it. You hear that deep chuckling in your head uh, and probably disarming or uh, in- disconcertingly. There's a little bit more mirth in it this time. Uh, and you feel that coin kind of like in a warning way begin to burn like hotter and hotter, not enough to do damage to you, but enough to make you scared that that's what's about to happen. And in a very slow and methodical promising way, I can make sure that either one or both of those things come to pass. So I ask, will you agree to help me, Glen Yaris? Well, I think... I'm, I got my wires crossed just a little bit on what the, the proposition is here. Either I help you by bringing you this stone, which I do have in my possession and you very astutely recognized. And I kind of like check to see if I can see it like showing in any way. But uh, uh, yeah, you are you going to try to pack your pockets or anything like that? Yeah, just as, uh, actually, no, physically, no more like, <laughs> am I just like. Am I nude? Is it like the worst dream ever where it's like... You look down, you realize you're naked, and then you look back up and it's actually you're just in classroom. Yeah, Yeah, it's fifth grade all over it. Uh, Now, you feel like, um, you feel normal. You feel like you're in your clothes, um, but without checking to whether or not you have anything in your pockets, you wouldn't know whether or not you can pull anything into this this area with you. Is there... uh, So, like, similar to, like, how the the item, like, glows... Sorry, the coin in my hand glows and, like, burned its way out of my pocket do i see like the beacon of like this disc where i keep it on my hip is it glowing is it radiating in any way is it just huh nope you feel the weight there uh but you don't know whether it's actually there with you or not you don't even know if you're here you don't know where you are you don't know what's going on truth both in character and out of character um well i don't know what kind of deal you're trying to make here we uh we help each other out and you're saying i have a nice little cottage on the beach or what's what's the second thing that you need i would love nothing more than to provide you with a cottage on the beach and a ship what i need for you to do is to bring that key here unlock this door and follow it till the end that is and i say this with all due respect very foreboding is there any type of contact clues you might be able to provide me as to what's at the end of this trail? Is it, is it you? Is it a ship? Is it a cottage? That could be nice. I assure you, I am in a very different place. 
And what is at the end of it is something that was taken from me long ago that I very much want back. Can I insight check a, a voice? Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, there's, I would like to insight check that. Go for it. It's going to be a high-ass check, but yeah. So a low-ass roll. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't you have 15. your uh, ear? This is... This is inside, not inside. perception. Different, different, yeah. different, different, different. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you don't, you're not able to tell anything. The, the, I will say that this voice one for one thing, like this is a voice that is very comfortable giving commands. This is like a powerful authoritarian voice in your head that is no stranger to people. Like people listen, like listen to this voice regularly. You would, that's what you get from this. Um, at, like kind of during this conversation, Glenn, probably during that insight check or the, the instance of that conversation, Glenn's going to kind of reach back and just see if he feels like Chandrell and the double-bladed scimitar, if it's just even near him. Uh, you reach back and it is not there. Mm. Well, uh, mysterious, ominous dealer, uh, do we have a, a timetable for this request? Is this kind of like an open-ended, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing? Or do you need this item now? As you've already wasted a lot of my time, I'd say that my patience is wearing thin with this request. I find that to be a little unfair as I am just now hearing about this request. I'm not sure whose time has really been truly wasted. I'm, is this the uh, first time that this coin has spoken to you, Glenyaris? It's the first time I've heard this voice. It was this other feeble little weak guy before. I don't think he knew his name. He seemed really scared, cold. Is that you? That is who you seek. Insight check. Again. Do I believe? God damn it. Uh, actually, this one's a little bit better. 18? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're telling the truth. They, um, okay. The thing that they want you to get, presumably from inside this temple. Is whoever uh, I was talking to before? Whoever you were talking to. What, uh, again, to a, a being as, as strong as you, I mean, it seems really uh, surprising for you to reach out to a stranger. Have, have we met before? Have we held contracts together? I've met so many people in my lifetime. I, I really just don't remember everybody. I'm, I'm very sorry. I highly doubt that we've ever crossed paths. Let's call this a meeting of circumstance. You just happen to be, well, maybe in the wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the right time, depending on whether or not you follow along with this task and do as you're asked or whether or not we have to go the route of what you fear most, Glen Yaris, and I tire of this conversation, and you feel the coin burning again, and you take another one point of damage, as um, which you can make a constitution saving throw if you'd like. I would like to. Oh, I'm going to take that damage. Thank you. Um, you're, you try to, like, move your hand, tip this coin out of your hand, um, and you are just, like, you feel yourself frozen uh, to, the, to the spot. Just grasping it. Um, hmm. will you Glenyars do you accept my proposition or must I look elsewhere 
a yes or a no will suffice. Well, I know we haven't met. If you think the only thing I'm ever going to say is a yes or a no, that's obviously not the correct uh, the coin, The coin burns again. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Perfect. Oh my god. Uh, five. <laughs> uh, you take four more points of damage and are unable to drop the coin from your hand. That tracks. That tracks. It's on brand. Uh, it seems like at such a Okay, okay. Um, I can't give you a straight answer but I'll give you a yes for now. I have I have partners in this. I can't just, you know, up and move their whole lives. They've got, you know, dreams and other minds to overthrow. I'll run it by them. You'll have an answer. Let's let's meet again, shall we? You'll have an answer by tonight. I don't know if you even know what time is as you pull me through continents. To be honest, part of me was hoping you would give me an answer like that. How about I give you some time to really think on it, Glenn Yaris? And with that, you feel the voice kind of like, almost like a presence, almost like when someone walks away from you, if they're standing behind you, you can feel it. They're gone. But Glenn, you're still there. And you're stuck where you are. And it's getting really cold. Um, and we're going to go to Rangrim. Rangrim, you are sleeping uh, in your little corner pushed bed uh, in the corner of the Iron Woman. Um, and you've laid down for the night uh, after just having seen the work that uh, that Madge had made on this, you know, hand that uh, you know, you have your mysterious purposes for um, and have settled down for the night. And you are like... Just kind of like you go to sleep and you're having a just normal night. I don't know what Rangrim, what does Rangrim dream of on like a, what's a, like an optimal Rangrim dream? Like optimal? Like for some reason he's frolicking through like a field with Cosmo, but Cosmo's dressed like Glenn. <laughs> and Madge is handing both of them mead for no reason. But it's also underground. That's his like good dream. Okay. Um, Amazing. Wait, is 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 the outfit Cosmo's wearing Glenn height? So does he look like kind of like a little kid? Like yes, yes, yeah. It's like way too big on him. Um. So you're 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 following through this underground passageway, and you're um you're kind of like having a great time, and you're like looking back behind you, and then you're kind of not looking where you're going, and then you uh you turn around and you find yourself in a super dark space. Um, it is pitch black, even like with, with your dark vision, you can see that um, in shades of gray. And there's this like black machinery that is on the wall. And there's like, you can hear the sounds of like water, like dripping water. Um, and you find yourself in this room that is, it's pretty large scale and you just see in front of you, like as you turn and you look around and realize that the way behind you has been closed off and you're now just in this like dark pitch black space with this black machinery covering the wall. You turn back around and there's a silhouette uh, standing probably like 40 feet in front of you with, it's like this, you can tell it's like a female form by the kind of like lines, the body lines. And there's just this like faint light coming from behind them. What do you do, Rangrim? Uh, um, 
I look around, realize I don't see Cosmo in a Glen-shaped dress anymore. Who's that? You, as you address this figure, this very familiar eye just flares open and just glares into the darkness, momentarily blinding you. That orange, like the, the green iris with the orange out lining and the center of the eye there's the outline you can still see that silhouette of like a female form as this like 20 foot wide eye opens up in the darkness and lifts up probably a good 10-15 feet above you looking down at you and you hear like splashing and noises of water what do you do um care to explain yourself Why do you resist, Rengrim? Why will you not join us? I don't even know who us is. I'm not joining anything. Um, you see just like this image like flashes through your head of like Regalia and then of Joro. Um, and then they say, we all await you, Rangrim. Why will you not join us? Join this in Rangrim just any I know I'm in like a dream state. He's either trying to punch or hit this eyeball with the closest thing he can grab or just like swing with. Um yes, so uh, make me uh so make me a ranged attack and then also make me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh. All of those sound like bad things for my <laughs> stout little dwarf. Range attack? Natural one. Yes. Followed by a dexterity saving throw? Yes. So that's a nat one followed by an eight. Yes. I sometimes low Totally rolls. make it, and Just... I'm, I'm great. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, Rangram, you you reach down and pick up this just like piece of like metal machinery that just seems to be kind of like forlornly laying on the ground and you pick it up and you just go hold it above your head. Well, then you feel this like wet snake-like tentacle wrap around your leg and just rip you upwards into the air, holding you just kind of aloft upside down as this piece of metal falls from your hand. Um, the tentacle that's wrapped around your leg is as thick as a tree trunk and is just like holding you with a vice-like grip. Now, you are held up at the eye's level, but upside down. Would you take your daughter's place at my side, Rangrim? I have no idea what is happening right now. Probably not. Um... There's a level of, like, you can feel a connection with this thing. Um, so this, like, there's this, like, emotion that's being transferred behind between you. If when you first got here, you're realizing it was, like, a feeling of, like, anger and just, like, very upset emotions. Um, it transitions into more of, like, a sadness, like a, almost just like a, like you've let it down. And then holding you aloft, um, it tightens its grip on your leg to the point where it's kind of like a, you hear like slight popping noises in your knee. Gifts that have been given can be taken away, Rangrim. And it drops you 
and you fall through the floor and you wake up with a start in your bed. What? A what in my bed? Uh, with a start. You wake up with a start in your bed. You wake up with a shart in your bed. <laughs> You're startled. <laughs> uh, you just wake up in your bed, uh, just kind of like, Wah! kind of thing. Um, Cosmo. Yes, do me next, please. <laughs> hey, I bet Cosmo. you're going to have a really good dream. <laughs> I bet it's Cos- going to be great. Cosmo. It's you- overlooking the ocean and you have a ship. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the uh, and yeah, and the, um, uh, not funeral, the uh, grave of your friend Glenn is next to you. <laughs> uh, now, Cosmo, you uh, went to bed in your house in a comfortable place. And uh, what did, like, regularly you read, uh, you know, stories of you reading through your journal of your father uh, before bed. Um, is there anything that, like, particular that you were reading through or was on your mind before going to sleep? Um, right now, what's been a lot on Cosmo's mind has been... Uh... Moradin. He's very perplexed by this idea that for whatever reason he maybe is carrying like the only evidence of <clears throat> of Moradin in 50 years. And he is freaked out. Like doesn't he like yeah. So I think for the most part uh Moradin is the primary target of of just like trying to understand what his dad knew about Morden. Okay. I think I can, I think I can work with that. So Cosmo, you, uh, you find yourself, you know, falling asleep, uh, reading this, this, this section reading, just trying to find out whatever you can about, um, Morden. So you're reading like earlier sections of your father's life about, um, you know, when he was just a regular, like when Morden was there, like when Morden was around before the sundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you fall asleep, you, you dream and you find yourself like younger. You're like probably like no more than like five to 10 years old, like as a dwarf. And you're just kind of like wandering you've wandered away from like your section of where like your your family's small town within like or small like little house within like the massive uh underground city of mm-hmm. golden grim and uh you've kind of wandered off and you're kind of wandering the halls of golden grim this like extremely ornate like gold and just massively like technological city mm-hmm. city uh and you find yourself like wandering over to like the the Moradin like temple, like this huge, where there's like this monstrous statue of Moradin there. Um, and you're like, you just are like wandering into this space and you can see that there are like these clerics that are wandering around and they're like, they have just things set up on the altar. They seem to be doing every single thing they can to like try to get some sort of sign from Moradin. Uh, though, like as you would know by this time uh, and maybe understand at the age you are that they there is no more than anymore mm-hmm. um, what do you do um, so just kind of seeing rituals going on um, I'd imagine there's probably like a large Moradin uh, statue right monster like, yeah monster is probably like 20 20 uh, feet tall yeah I think it was um probably just walking up to the statue and um maybe just internalizing the idea uh maybe like internally thinking of just like 
Morden, where where are you? I don't know how to make Cosmo sound five, but uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm the only one that uh, had an age gap suddenly. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's you know it's a memory. It's it's a memory that you had from when you were younger, being back in Golden Grim. But um, you uh, <laughs> you put your hand on this uh, this statue, thinking this, and um, you you feel uh, some strong hands kind of come up. Um, from behind you and pick you up uh, and you recognize uh, your, basically your mother is uh, kind of leading you away and is like chiding you for having wandered off um, and as you're, walk, as you're being led away uh, you can hear these, these uh, clerics kind of like looking at you and muttering um, roll me a straight up and down d20 oh crap a 16 okay as you're being led away you hear something about isn't that isn't that the one that was born that night and the other one responds in an affirmative what a curse to be born during the sundry and uh, with that um, you are like led back to your house and you kind of like your dream kind of like morphs and rotates uh, and, and kind of like you go through different parts of it. And but like, that's that's the part that you'll remember when you wake up, uh, mm-hmm. but you just kind of like have a restful uh, night's sleep aside from that. Glenn, it has been, it has felt like an eternity since you've been sitting frozen on this. Uh, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. You said this was like a snowy pedestal? Uh, yes, and you are now like covered like snow is probably like a couple inches thick on your shoulders at this point and you are extremely cold can i move while i'm on this pedestal or am i stuck on this pedestal i need you to make me constitution saving throw got a natural 20 on it Ooh. okay um so you are so you have two choices um you can make a decision to drop the coin or you can uh you can move which one would you like to do Definitely wouldn't, was not thinking drop the coin. Uh, Glenn, this whole time, has been making small little snowmen of Cosmo and Rangrim, but wearing each other's clothes. Um, just in the snow. That's all he's been doing, waiting for eternity. He just, like, has kind of conceded to the fact that he's going to be here a while. It's um, just fucking I, off. I do need he's waiting, take... basically, for the voice to come back. Um, I do need you to take... Uh... In the meantime, uh, while you've been waiting, uh, I need you to take 13 cold damage. Um, well, I'm as... resistant to cold. No, I'm not. <laughs> your hands are, uh, your hands aside, well, aside from the one that's being kept warm by the coin, uh, have pretty much gone numb. Uh, your legs are numb, and uh, you are not having a good time for sure. Lynn would have periodically throughout, since he can move, been like rub the hot coin on different parts of his body though just to get some feeling back if temporary okay um is there anything that you want uh to do um while you are able to move anything you want to inspect look around at uh yeah i mean so this has felt like a long duration of time it has you probably like you probably would assume that it's been somewhere between uh an hour to two hours that you've been here okay so while I've been like on this pedestal, like the way I picture it is after Glenn's realized that he can't go anywhere, um, and he's kind of confined to this pedestal, um, 
he would be trying to keep an eye out for that next um or sorry for that that ominous shadow that was behind him at one point are you going um, down also... to take a look at it oh yeah if the steps if there is a means down that isn't just a, a massive drop I mean if there is like a one other thing he would have done while making the snowman and all the sculptures and whatnot would have been uh, to see if Mage Hand still worked to see if he still has his magic he would have attempted to cast Mage Hand if only to help him <laughs> make more snowmen but so you've made a bunch of extra snow- set of hands you've made a bunch of snowmen and now you're going down to look at uh, trying to look at the form that's out below you yeah does Mage Hand still work um, that's a good question. Thank you. I don't think it does. Damn it. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry. As much as I would love for you to have it to build some extra snowmen. That's one less snowman, John. Way to go. I'm so sorry. You ruined D&D. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Is there a, like, walkway off this pedestal? Yes. So think of it as, like, a kind of like a, a extended semicircle. Uh, coming out from the flat uh, wall of this mountain that this temple seems to be built into. Uh, And so, like, down each of the side of them kind of slanting along uh, the... and kind of meeting in the middle down at the bottom, seemingly, uh, you have two staircases that kind of curve down. Okay. And that's... those staircases are leading to where that being was. Yes. Well, that... wherever that form was that you saw out there. Sorry, yeah, yeah, whatever the dark form. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once... (laughs) <laughs> Once Clint's effectively gotten bored of making snowmen, looking, waiting for this voice to come back, he's going to wander, I would imagine, away from... Yeah, he would wander away from the door and towards the thing that he felt behind him. Okay, so you walk down this, this staircase, and as you're going down, there seems to be, like, things don't seem right as you're getting further away from this place. It's almost like you're leaving, and it's almost like things are kind of de-resing like uh it's a little bit less like things aren't as clear like you're you're walking out into this kind of snowstorm and like it's almost like uh what behind what was behind you was like a lot more realistic this is becoming like you're going into parts of the map that were not designed for someone to be in uh if you think of it in video game terms Uh, but as you get down to the bottom of this staircase um roll me a uh, perception check without advantage because it's based on sight Oh, wow. Pretty good. Uh, natural 19, so 25 total. You see a, like, a hulking form, a very broad form. Um, and based on your good perception check, even though it's, like, this kind of, like, lower resolution version, like, it's hard to exactly see. It's a little bit blurry. You can see, like, there's this glint of metal and this kind of, like, brown, uh, like, kind of flowing fabric over the top of it. And sticking off of their back seems to be a very, very large broadsword. Is he, it, they stuck in the snow? Or is this just like a de-renderized version of... It's like a blurry version of this of this form that seems to be sitting with at kind of like a diagonal angle away from you. Kind of sitting, kind of squat down in the snow. Around like what looks like a fire that has long since been out. Uh, how far is he from me currently? It from maybe currently. maybe ten feet, not very far. But it's like as you're going further out, like it seems like this is there's less world actually there that you can see or interact with. Hmm. Um, 
I mean, I, I have assumptions. Do, does Glenn recognize this form? Did, would Glenn I th- be able to put the pieces together on this one? Or is it just vague enough in this world that it's like demon? I think, I think that it's safe to say that you might recognize this as uh, your old pal Luther. Okay. Or um, a form very similar to your old pal Luther. Well, I know he's definitely not a huge fan of me right now, but I'm going to walk kind of like if he's if his back's facing me, I'm going to kind of like circle around him maybe to like the other side of the fire as much as I can. I'd be like, Luther, is, uh, is that you? Uh, so you walk out of this and you actually walk out almost. It You end up like walking through the snow and what you're realizing is happening is that the snow is like, it's almost like walking, like the snow is turning into almost like a static and you walk out into this like white staticky space um, and you can just see this like form that's like this blurry form that's sitting in this white staticky space. And when you say that, you can see them get up and turn to see to like to look at you. And they're like, there's no uh, fidelity to this form at all. It's like completely blurry. And they just like turn and grab their sword and they look around. It like it seems to just like in this space they don't they don't seem to recognize you and they kind of walk straight through you and are just looking around past you now at this point in this white, blurry space. I look back up to the door where I just came from. It looks like the same distance away, almost. Yes, so it, it like, it gets, um, you're looking past, like, through a snowstorm, and then you can see that it's, like, that is, like, actual, it looks, like, real, but you're looking at it through this, like, weird white space that you're in right now. And as the form of Luther walked past you, um, they, like, are almost completely uh, gone at this point. Like, you can barely see an outline of them, this blurry outline of this darker form in this white space. Which is kind of, like, walked more away from the door, the the real. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, he would kind of, like, as he walks by and be like, that was awfully rude, and kind of, like, turn and see, just kind of gone. Like, oh. Well... That was a little more of a cold shoulder than I expected, but that's fine. And just starts walking back towards the door. It's like, hello, I'm ready to make a deal. Hello? Um, you feel that form, or not that form, that presence kind of like, almost like I said, it feels like a, someone's standing behind you. That hair on the back of your neck raising up, and you hear them say, so you've thought about it, have you? I've thought about a lot of things. I, I made you some little little statues to remember us by. If, if you look over there, and I like point over to the snowman. Uh, that's that's part of my offering to you. I would like to know, you know, truly what is the offer that you have for me? Because if I'm going to trek my ass all the way up to this cold, and you you can see how I dress. I'm like tropical, warm climates, desert on a bad day. I'm not I'm not really designed for this kind of space. I'm going to have to haul my ass and these two little dwarves up with me. I need to know what's what's on the other side. I don't make deals that don't benefit you, me. You hear a sigh of frustration and then an image. This is kind of like an imageception kind of thing because you assume to be currently in an image. Uh, kind of this, this vision washes through uh, in front of your eyes. So like you can see the snow and you can see the temple and everything like this. So it's almost like a... a, a translucent veil of an image that goes up in front of your eyes um and you can see yourself standing on the prow of a ship holding on to rigging and like wind is blowing your hair and like the this like 
like salt spray is hitting you in the face and you can smell the salt, which is like, it's a very realistic, whatever this illusion is. Um, and you can just see this, like you're heading into a port and high up on a hill, you can see this uh, very, very, uh, I would say like large and very lavish cottage that seems to draw your gaze. Uh, and then the vision just kind of like blurs and fades. See, I'm not, you know, completely unreasonable. I understand a good deal when I see one. Uh, I mean, I need some details. I don't, I don't know where the hell I am. I know I'm north-ish. Where should I be headed? Where is your little friend who somehow needs rescue and then you can't do it yourself? I was hoping that you would be smart enough to find it on your own. I mean, I'll be able tell- to find You've been complaining about duration of contract fulfillment. I'm just trying to expedite. I mean, why ask for a delivery of service when I don't know where I'm supposed to be delivering it to? I will tell you this. You have all the tools at your disposal to find exactly this location whenever you so choose. But if you require more than that, maybe you can take a slower trip back home. That is if you agree to do this for me. Sure, why the hell not? And I just stick a hand out to nothing. You put your hand out to nothing and feel yourself being pulled backwards almost immediately. Uh, as And you're taking this like same back, now you're traveling backwards and you're walk, like seeing the this, like, this kind of everything fly past you. You see the mountains uh, in the far northern end of uh, Sakal, like on the far like northwest side that you would recognize as the Clershaw Peaks, a mountain range that is to the far north. Um, you seem to be between, of the three peaks, you seem to be to the right, kind of between the two, uh, to the right, between the center and the right-hand side one. And you're flying backwards looking at this as you're kind of going back um, and just feel yourself kind of being pulled through the snow and then through kind of past the snow, through into the uh, kind of the plains and the forests and then you feel yourself with a, just kind of like with a gasp, like you feel yourself get pulled back into your body and just kind of like step back on one foot real quick, um, this coin still in your hand uh, and you are able to catch yourself and not fall off, uh, but you are still standing. You find yourself standing on the roof of Luther's Legends. Uh, I look down at my hand. Is there any physical damage to my hand? Uh, it still- it's So it's red, it's red and raw, but it doesn't seem like it's like burned or scalded you in any kind of permanent way. Um, but you feel cold as hell. Like you feel very cold. Your hands and extremities are still numb. Uh, you feel like this was more than just a normal illusion. Uh, kind of look over to Poe and say like, I told you to keep a lookout, man. And then I just hop down off the, off the roof and, um, it's still like middle of the night has a lot of time. Oh. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Uh, the sun is uh, is kind of like, you, you're you probably taken aback by this because you were in such a dark, snowy space, but like the sun is like just kind of cresting above the uh, trees at this point. Do I have any snow on me or is it just my body's really cold? Yeah, you don't have any snow on you. Okay. Um, walk over to, start walking towards uh, Madge's. So, well, I guess uh got some news to share with the boys. And I blink Poe away. Um, Ranker, uh, you would probably just be waking up after a kind of a fitful night. Uh, and Ranker immediately thinks, Oh, I hope that my friends didn't have any 
terrible dreams about bad things, horrible ultimatums, or possibly weird visions of their own birth. That would be terrible. <laughs> what a rough way to wake up every morning if that's what your thoughts are. <laughs> Just pure like, existential that's dread. probably not that uncommon for Ringrim. Like he had a weird he had, that was a weird dream. The eye stuff he hates. But that's more common for how he wakes up. Uh since it's early in the morning, Clint knocks on the doors. Rangrim, mad you guys open yet? Um, no, but perfect. I just door. walk in. <laughs> yeah, perfect. As soon as I hear him <laughs> respond, I just start walking in. We uh, we need to go get Cosmo. This stupid fucking talking coin man has been way more trouble than it's worth, and I might have just gotten us involved in something that I don't know how to really get out of. So it's time to put time to put the team's brains together and try to crack this nut. What, what are we trying to? What are we trying to fix? Is the coin talking to you or something? Uh, in a certain way, yeah. Technically, mm. there was conversation. There's some travel. Some really mean words. Ringham's just making direct eye contact with Glenn and just waving at him. Yeah, I might know too. something about that. It's you're not feeling yourself lately. No, I was definitely typical me. I was kind of a jackass. They just didn't really feel much of that energy so hmm. i mean feel mean like i put a hand to him it, am i cold to the touch uh yeah let's say that you're probably still like pretty cold yeah why are you all clammy uh man i've been <laughs> basking in the sun but just found myself up in the clear shot peaks and now i'm back here and all of you're doing something creepy outside of your character that you're no longer aware of um, we probably should go get the other dwarf so he can uh, keep us both uh, in a uh, check light. Yeah, that's true. If I start getting all evil like you, I really don't think Cosmo stands much of a chance. You guys said I did that to you one time, and um, what, I mean, I just do that, and Brent Grim turns his one eye black again. He's like, I did that for fun, and like now we just don't know if I'm screwing around or not. It's not a good idea. We need some, we need a buffer, I think. What When he does it, Glenn reaches for the Spider Queen dagger and just like has a hand on it. It's like, yeah, that's a good a good joke. And just like let's bring her walk in front. After you. Yeah, let's go to Cosmos. And he's like briskly walking. <laughs> he's frol- he's frolicking, really. Frolicking. Frolicking, yes, indeed. Cosmo, uh so when they arrive at your house, what do they find? They find uh Cosmo up and awake. Um and really just kind of getting getting ready to come meet them and he's just I was just uh I was just coming to find you. Uh perfect. Why? He just kind of shakes his head and puts his hand down. It's uh it was weird. It was a weird night, just lots of old memories coming back and uh Good things... memories. Yeah, well, not really. I'm not sure. Alright, okay. Maybe we're on the same page then. Glenn, you can put that away now. Right, well, that's, that's good. Good, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page of bad memories or something. I don't know. Yeah, my uh, my night was a little more foreboding than reflecting on anything in the past, but let's uh, let's head over to the Matic. I, I think 7 a.m. is a good time to start drinking. You can't <sighs> drink all day if you don't stop in the morning. My guy. I got first round. I just start heading to the Matic. Right. I imagine it's pretty empty at seven o'clock in the morning. 
get or some more, whatever time it is. Get some more of that special drink for you, eh, Glenn? And he gives him a little elbow nudge. I'll kill you. Um, you make your way over to the Matic, and it is, I mean, it's a, it's an open-air uh, tavern, so... That's you, nice. Uh, That's schwanky. Yeah, you're able to, uh, like, I always, I always ex- kind of, like... Think of it Tom, as like uh, when you Tom's go to, like a lion camp. hipster. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's like when you go to like summer camp. Like there's like a it's all there's open. A there's a bar in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I was picturing like uh, one of those open air bars that are like out of shipping crates that like have been cut out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, no. Uh, you 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 get over there and you there's maybe one or two people there uh, that may or may not have been there all night and are sleeping on the tables. Uh, and then but you're able to pick your get clearly get your normal table to yourself uh, that's kind of farther away and you can see that uh tom is kind of behind the bar just like you don't know whether he's cleaning up from the night or uh setting up this morning but he's doing something seems to be occupied as we're kind of like making our way to our seats i just i don't even make eye contact and i'm like tom we need a round stat and like as he finishes like but not what you brought me last night dear god anything else or two nights ago Anything besides that? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, yesterday would, afternoon. <laughs> I would be. I, think it was I would like, be more actually than, like two days ago. We're degenerates. <laughs> I, I would be more than happy to to bring to bring you all over some. So, so uh, I, I I thought you liked that drink, Lynn. Uh, the only thing I liked about it was when it came back out of my body. Tom? Sorry, it's too early for pleasantries. I'm I'm so Seems sorry, Tom. That was so, so hurt. His face just drops so, and he just like, kind of like looks away. Um, oh, it's it's fun. And um, Tom, just you know, I'm just kidding. It was it was one of my famous Glenn compliments, right? Like, hey, it was so good coming out because you did a good job. I don't know, persuasion, <laughs> deception. Uh, yeah, roll, roll. Struggling to not hurt the Goliath's feeling. Deception, I think, is what this is. Twelve. He's not smart. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. He rolled a five. Yes. Um, his inside's not very good. He turns back around. He's he's got like uh, three uh, three ales in these kind of like in the tankers, like the normal the. The ones that uh, you all would have stored there. Maybe a different one for Glenn, because I know you normally keep like a smaller, daintier glass. Um, they have like a, a slice of lemon on the edge of it, kind of like a morning ale kind of thing. And, breakfast ale. <laughs> yeah, you can see these like total out, like these these total big tears kind of like dropping into a couple of these these ales. Oh, um, and he's kind of like, oh, you got me good there, Glenn. You got me good. And then he puts them down and he kind of like wipes them and it just goes back to his cleaning. Uh, you know, you're the only the only person that makes some fun drinks that I'm I'm gonna spend this much money on, and I flip him a gold coin for three ales, which I'm assuming is a lot. Dexterity saving throw for. He does not catch it. <laughs> it kind of pings around the inside of the the bar, and he picks it up off the ground. Um, and uh, yeah. So what are you all doing? So boys, Ringroom walks by Tom, takes one of the ales directly from his hand, and just keeps walking past the bar. Eats the lemon wedge and just like takes a healthy chug of his beer and just starts staring at the wall blankly. Reflecting on the horrors of his last night's sleep. Are you anywhere near their table or have you walked like onto the other side of the tavern? I've only walked like two to three feet past Glenn. I just like (laughs) took the 
took the drink. That happened, and I'm just a several feet from him at this point. Uh, I, I think uh, I think Rangrim needs a timeout. I thought I had a tough night last night, man. I'm curious to hear what his story is going to be. Right. But while I got you guys' attention, uh, and I put the the coin down on the table, like in the center. I said, I know you guys remember this one of the the hot talky coin, but I had an interesting experience last night, and I explain in depth exactly what happened last night. No, no sugar coating, no deceit in it. Um, but as I come to the conclusion of agreeing to make the deal, I was like, you know, I, I tried to explain that I had business partners in this, you know, he, he just really wasn't having it. Like I, I tried to explain that this is like an equal, you guys get to split one third, I get two thirds operation. So I think at best you'll get like a room in the cottage. I don't really know how that's going to work, but like, I did everything I could to make sure he understands the working situation. And it just didn't take no for an answer. Now it's either going to be stuck there in my robe. And I like, I guess like, it's not that thick or I was coming home. So I don't know. What do you guys think we should do? Uh, well, I guess he, we wanted to find out where this fella was, but, uh, so he just expects us to, to know how to get to where you were i mean do you you feel like you could walk that way again it was so confusing he was so very upset about the duration that it's taken so far and yet he was still ominous and vague about where and when and how any of it was supposed to take place i i think he wants us to head north to break into some temple cave mountain dwelling i saw luther which was strange. I think he might be there. So maybe we can go cross paths with our old buddy or maybe wait for him to come back. He might, seems like he already knows the way. But, well, Elusa did have the key. I mean, maybe he's the one who put the lock in. But if... It's hard to get a key without really knowing what the lock's to, right? But, well, that's not true. I break and, into locks all the time. And you said he... he like, call him. But, you, no, what? Like, Don't call up. him. No. How do you... You can do that. Yeah, he sends like little messages. Yeah, he wants me to send him a message. Remember, I found out I could did I did it to Gerd that time. Oh, I thought you were just like having one of your fits. I didn't know that was actually a thing. I just assumed you were talking to like, oh Gerd, like I don't know. I mean, maybe I thought I thought I heard her back. I mean, all you told us is that Gerd has a knife still. We already knew that. That wasn't really like a, a shocking revelation for the group. Well, like, hold on, let me try something, and I'm totally gonna cast Sunday on Glenn. Okay, wait, so you're talking to Glenn? I'm like, no, I can totally do it. Ready? Glenn, can you hear me? Can <laughs> you say that out loud? <laughs> no, I just, I'm like looking at you, and that's what I'm saying. Telepathically, using, or you're saying using, it out loud? No, using sending to you. I'm not saying that out loud. But I'm pretty sure sending is a somatic, a verbal spell, isn't it? I don't think it's telepathy. I think you have to say out loud your spell. So is it so like, sure is you're it, just is it like bad stereo? You, do you do you hear me say it, then hear it again? Yeah. Basically what it is, if you turn the Twitch stream audio on and yes, that's exactly the delay, what it is. just that. Okay, that whole, so yep. <laughs> that's what that's, that's where we're going with it. Um, yeah, yes, Rangrim, I can hear you. Glenn, Glenn, can you hear me? Hear me. Yeah, yes. I don't know how you're doing that weird thing with your... Oh, 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 okay. okay. Hold on. And Rangrim's going to run quickly outside of the Matic. Can you hear me now? Was it you last night? It, no, doesn't, it doesn't say 
you talk out loud. It just says you send well, a short message. Well, I think it's a verbal spell. Though. It does have verbal. verbal it has all of the components. Right? Yeah, so it'd yeah. be verbal. So, so, so you're waving your hands, you're yelling, you're, I'd you're saying it out loud. I assume that maybe what I'm saying is part of the message, unless I... <laughs> Either way, I'm running outside. Can you hear me now? You're just speaking in tongues, <laughs> but also like it's coming through in common. Yeah, I can... Okay, perfect. So you're not always losing your mind like only a, on occasion you're sometimes always losing your mind. little kid in the corner with a walkie-talkie yeah, yeah. what are you doing okay. i'll well, do this one and i'm gonna run behind the bar and talk to glenn in like a bad version of tom's voice like you want another one of those drinks i made you i can't tell who you're insulting more at this point my intelligence or tom's Slow that's, speech. A, that's a very good point, and that's all of my level three spending spells. spells yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, kidding. you burned them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rangram, I thought it at least for today. <laughs> well, Rangram, I, I thought, think. Hold on, what you yeah, is that, yeah. you burned them all? I was counting. Hundred percent, you did. Hundred <laughs> percent. I thought yeah. it at least lasted for a minute or something. Nope. It's technically nope. twenty-five words. It's like technically like a short phrase. So like every time I like ran somewhere and said something else, that was all of them. Casting. Uh, okay. So, oh my gosh. Well, Rangram, I'm, I'm convinced. Go ahead and send Luther a message right now, and let's see well, what happens. He can't. He's out of spell slots. Yeah, but I can still do this. And I just make my eye change color a couple times. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I would have said that in game, but <laughs> Cosmos all of a sudden he's just outwardly. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I could do that, but I gotta wait till tomorrow, obviously. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that works. That's that's a different kind of magic than what I'm used to. Well, I mean, that's that's it, boys. That's that's on the table, quite literally, and kind of gestures to the coin. Like, do we do we go through with it? Do we know what we're gonna unlock when we unlock that door? It's the well, first move to go find Luther. Right. Well, it's a bit eerie to unlock something that this person wants who's already very powerful who is bothering well it's more of an ultimatum i did not feel like i had an option in that right yep 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 it's either you do this or death i don't even think it was necessarily death it was kind of like well it just yeah that's what ruining you ruining my life it was that, weird that's what you offered as the greatest thing you feared He's yeah, dead. but like he didn't really say I was going to kill you. It was just more like I'm going to make your worst fears come to life. It just—it's like spiders, you know. Like, right? I don't spiders. hate spiders, but I don't want to be around all the spiders. But they already Suddenly they spiders. Are, they already exist. You—you you know, it's—it's it's fine. Uh, well, I don't know what to think about that. I—I I really don't like that. I don't like it at all. Uh, nope. He's just shaking his head. Mm-mm. Well, I think we uh. I think we kind of, or at least I know I do, owe Luther potentially a little bit of an apology because I assumed that was him talking to me. But when uh, I reached, or when I called out to him, he didn't even know I was there, or it didn't well, seem like he knew I was there. That begs the question: Why, if Luther had the key, and whoever Luther was locking this thing from, or wasn't, he had the key. Why open it now if this voice has been looking for it all these days, or whatever? Well, I don't. I, I, Loser had the key forever, or for it, whatever. Maybe that's part of the deal that Luther turned his back on was 
loss of a body and everything around him that he loved is gone, right? He's lost all his all his legends two times, right? We saw the first photo covered in dust. Now we've seen us, if I remember correctly, a second photo that was covered in dust. Remember the photos uh, I showed you earlier? No. The second photo was actually of uh, Cosmo's, Cosmo's father yeah. and the, his whole uh, his whole tunnel fighting group. I was um, trying to be a little more gentle with the delivery, all-knowing, benevolent DM. I'm just trying to make sure that it's clear to all the people in chat who don't remember a callback or that that extremely far callback from like... Are you 14, saying you're not all taking episodes? notes from episode three? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Radar. <laughs> well, uh, right. I uh, so, checked my notes on that, and um, just so chat's aware, they don't exist. <laughs> I don't have notes. I don't, I don't no. have notes on that part. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, no. maybe that was the that was what happened. Is he he sealed that away? I mean, that was a, a false bottom chest locked with some kind of alert spell that I don't know if you guys remember, but I also tripped that. Right. Well, I, I wasn't very good at the time. I've gotten a lot better. That door almost killed me, and that's really given me like a revelation as to how to check traps. Right. Well, so when did you get better? Uh, try me on the next one. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. I'll let you know. That's a fair counter argument. I'm gonna take that back as some criticism. Constructive. Right. Constructive. Very criticism. constructive. Right. Well, uh, I don't like this deal that you've made. Not a big fan. But uh, seemed like the only choice. You was stuck out in the cold. You just had to. Quite literally. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you. Uh, I think there's one of two options. Really, is the way I see it. Ah, yeah. Let's let's go with three options. Right. Lay map. Now I'm gonna go back to two options. Okay. Option number one is we play this out, which is either we do it or we don't. But we have to play it out as the sole responsible individual. What? Option two, hear me out. What? We pass the buck. We pass it. The talking coin to somebody else. Now it's their problem. Maybe there's there's a key under their bed that they didn't know they had. And all of a sudden, like some random voice is whipping them off to the clear shaw. They have the key. It's not our problem. Well, as much as I'd like to say that's a good idea. It's a good idea? You're in? No. Uh, I no, think as it's much... also a very good idea. Nope, 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 nope. Right. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. If you give it to G- Gary. That's or... who I... Exactly. See, Greg's got... Oh, hey! What's going on, guys? I heard my name! Greg's Not got Gary. the white. Go He's scary. here, and then Rangrim's <laughs> going to make all the doors in the bar shutter using thaumaturgy. Very ominously. It's all open. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is all. Open. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna make the the cargo van, or the cargo yeah. bins open and close. Yeah, the, the shutters on the on the edge of the bar that Tom locks in and out of open up. Super and spooky. Close. Super yeah. spooky. You get, the, yeah. you get the idea. Right. Yeah, it's November, so let it go. Yeah, <laughs> we can pass the buck, or we could. But I don't want to. I don't want to pass the buck to somebody who's just gonna open the door and then let whatever bad thing out to whatever bad thing was trying to kill you or not or. I don't know. We don't understand enough. Yeah, we don't understand enough about it to pass it. So uh, if we find out this is really not something we want, then we pass it. How about that? Uh, Let's sure. learn a little bit more, and then we'll pass it later if we don't want it. So I think tomorrow we spend some time reaching out to Luther, see if he responds. That seems fair. Um, that seems fair. What? Regret right. you on board? Not wasting all your energy i mean 
you guys haven't killed me yet, so I guess we're going to try to befriend the weird thing that talks to you in your sleep. I guess that's what we just do now. We befriend things that talk to us in our sleep? Is that what happened to you last night, Rangrim? Is that why you're standing I mean, at the wall? Oh yeah, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> Didn't we decide we are going to get rid of that? What happened to that thing? What you want to do that now? What, You've already started drinking. What thing? What? Uh, we can just... We'll go on your thing. What? What thing? And Cosmo feels suddenly lost. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bobby, though. Bobby knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> the, uh, the, the beautiful, glowing murder hand that he's got there. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. That Eyes thing. turn black when all... Right, crazy. yeah. Right. I'm going to kill you. Right, right. That's why you were whistling at me. I thought you just really thought I was looking cute. <laughs> I just, you know, something. You just liked the way my beard looked or, you know, I don't know. I, I, I do. It is, it's a nice beard. It is I a nice beard. I can't grow anything. It's the best yeah. I got. And Glenn touches peach fuzz. Were, were you dreaming? 200-year-old peach fuzz. <laughs> It'll get there eventually. Uh, Right. So do you, do you want to talk about your dream, or you want to skip it? You just want to stare at the wall some more, Rain Rain? Oh, I'm saying. No, nothing ever has bad happened to us from just doing stuff from, uh, you know, the weird voices we hear in our heads and not talking about it, like, publicly. Right. Like, trying to work on ourselves. We just, like, um, I had this bad dream. This thing told me to do something. Let's go do that. Just right. follow it blindly is what you're saying? Yeah, suggesting? nothing's ever bad happened, so we should probably just keep following that that path i, I think I, sorry go ahead cosmo no 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 right right you uh, considering you've probably have the most experience with dreams giving them haunting messages you seem a little a little stark this morning what uh what happened to you last night nothing angry him uh inside check nothing deceive me <laughs> Deception check versus insight. I was going to say, I, I kindly asked twice. 16. That, a, that would be a three. Okay. Um, so you can decide whether or not you want to tell uh, how much you want to tell, or you can just continue to lie and they'll know you're lying. I'm just going to explain to them that I have this dream, I feel, fairly regularly. <laughs> From time to time. On occasion. I just don't always say anything. Like I thought it was normal, and then Glenn's having this thing, and I'm like, maybe this isn't as normal as I think it is. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. That's that's not usually normal for me either. Uh, mm, nope. What about uh, you, Cosmo? What did you dream about last night? Well, uh, yeah, besides, I don't dream like that at all, Rangrim. Nope. Mm-mm. But usually it's... But, mm-hmm. You were never, like, Anyways. standing in, like, smithing school in fifth grade naked for no reason. No, mm-hmm. and then an evil entity that's a giant eyeball starts yelling at you and telling you you failed. No, no, mm-mm. yep, can't say that I have. But, but I will say that uh, last night I was reminded of a a memory. I think it felt like a memory. I'm not really sure, but uh, it was uh, of me days in in Golden Grim, and uh, I remember. I'm not really sure. It was I was in the temple, and uh, I heard the clerics talking about me when it was a wee dwarf. That uh, I was born the day of the sundering. Oh hell! 
I don't know what that means. Uh, quite a bit, I imagine. Right, well, you know, first all this weird Morden thing starts happening, which is weird to me. And, uh, now I remember that I was born the day of the Sundering, and that it was supposed to be a curse, but I certainly don't feel cursed. Not as cursed as Raingrim. Yeah, no, that guy's going through some stuff. I mean, you, I mean, look at look around you. You own a mine now. You you have a wonderful mother who's going to open a beauty salon for bearded women. Like it's, well, it's you're a, you're on the up and up. It's well, it was an accident, really. Your, you know, your mother's beauty salon. No, the mine. Uh, well, you kind of like intentionally squished Sigrid's head. No, no, she she started it. She she tripped and fell underneath your warhammer. But right, well, I just no 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 no. She she started the fight. I just finished it. Really, you you finished it. Yeah, that's true. Well, but I told her to stop. I said stop. I don't want to do this anymore. I said I said it, you know. And I just really feel like I my hands is clean. You know, she's right. I mean, I don't well, know. I mean, you're the one who sleeps so soundly at night, so I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. Right. Yep. I well, uh, so uh, I guess we're then trying to uh, kill time till Rangram has enough rest to <laughs> talk to Luther for us. Right. Well, I still don't know if I want to. How much do we want to tell Luther? Because we want to set up. We it's like we might have to write Rangram a script. Otherwise, he's just gonna blow all the secrets. That's true. How do we? How do we vaguely? project the idea of an all-knowing being that can transport our minds through space right. without giving away that we just talked to an all-knowing being that can transport minds through space. Right. He likely knows we have the key. That's a thing. So we don't have to really hide that. That's true. He's very mad at me. Right. I, I know that to be true. I've seen the room. He was very mad at you. I left a note, which was pretty probably stupid. Of all the times Chandrell's told me to steal things, not one time has she said to leave a note. Right, yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. My bad, Chandrell. That's like tap on the double-bladed. So you should have not told him that we stole the key? Probably not a good idea. Right. But, I mean, he knows now. Maybe he's like, oh, they're ready to take on the quest of Luther's legends. And he they made a mess? Be one of us. He made a mess in celebration that we found it? Maybe if we clean up and when he gets back, he'll be happy about it. But that's just all. It did seem like he was starting to come back when I talked to him in my vision dream. But yeah, clearly by grabbing onto his sword is a way of saying, hey, it's so good to see you. I mean, I think right now he wants to cut my head off. I think you're onto something there. That might be accurate. Well, it did. That's why I got you guys. You guys, you're not going to let me get attacked. Like, no, Mm -mm. No. come on. Right. Never. Never. Now, see, I'm going to hold you to that. Well, right. Rangrim, you could uh, maybe burn a day here and see if we can't figure out if Luther's friendly or not. We got to come up with a, a clever way to maybe not bring up as specifically that we're now creating deals with gods. Mm. I don't even know what it was. You right. guys are the religious folks. Maybe you can help out, but this thing didn't seem super friendly and did not seem very benevolent. So, not a god I want to deal with. I don't. I don't. Most of the things that talk to me don't really seem to like me, so I get where you're coming from with that one. Uh, yeah, I got at least a day. I got some things I want to do, and I right. probably try and talk to Luther tomorrow. We we should really write you a li- uh, a script of what to say. 
Well, you both know I'm not very good at reading common, right? Well, or, or dwarven, or undercommon. Undercommon. <laughs> well, I can read undercommon very well. Can either of you write it? I think that Glenn can. I think I can. I can. Because <laughs> of Joro. Backstory. But, well, that's uh, fine, but now Glenn is writing whatever messages I'd be saying to. You trust me? Come on. And Bobby um, can't read it. Do you tr- do you trust Glenn to write the messages I'd be reading? <laughs> you guys are just going to be negging the, this voice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do I trust him? I trust him not to get himself killed after whatever this guy. He didn't threaten my life. He only threatened Glenn's life. Oh, but he really true. only kind of promised Glenn a cot. I really should get me name on the cottage. I could skip I... the death part, but... I'm saying if we go through with this, you guys are more than welcome to share a room. Outright. Um, that seems I'm good. Wait, bunk beds. Bunk beds. It's like a timeshare. Everyone wins. So let's take a day. I'm, uh, I'm going to go see if I can't uh, fix those bellows that I promised you for your forge. Um, and in the morning, we'll talk to Luther. Yes. Indeed. Sweet. Um, so if we we're going to be going, what I feel like is going to be kind of like a time jump kind of thing. If you all want to just kind of say well, what you want to be working on. I know that one thing that you all did want to, that you all did mention that I don't was um, you had talked about wanting to potentially get into, try to break down into the sanctum. I don't know if that's something you still want to try um, or if it's something you want to try today or if you want to do other stuff. So just whatever you all want to do. Um, we don't have to do them. You can just tell me what you want to do and then we can go from there. Uh, throughout the course, or at least today, Brangrim is uh, using his normal blessing and his newly acquired skill of uh, fabricate. To using make up lies. Slot to actually put a proper like forge structure in the back of the cart. Rad. Do you want to describe that? So it would be like, so it's still like the steel wrapped old cage cart. And in the back, there's now like a stone, like facade forge structure with a spot for these bellows that Pops had made the magical ones with the seats still up top that Glenn sits on and probably somewhere where Cosmo likes to hang out and read his dad's journal with like his legs up. Like a teen girl talking on like a cell phone, kicking his kicking his butt with his heels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just picture that's, like a beanbag in the corner. That's the, that's <laughs> only the that's the way you read, Glenn. That's that's one hundred percent how Glenn. That's reads what, yeah. Books about the dark arts and like torturing family members. Glenn would be one trying to uh, fix those bellows because he told Rangram that he would eventually help him. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that would take all day. If it did not take all day, um, Glenn would be taking the rest of the time to read and hopefully finish the book that he pulled off of the sorcerer that was with Willie. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, yeah. Um, the yeah. Of, the shadow The shadow sorcerer. The shadow fell. Yeah, the yeah, book it's... about shadow fell. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I will say uh, that... So you... You finished right. reading. Actually, just roll me, um, roll me an Arcana check with advantage. Neat. Oh, advantage was tight. Uh, sorry, I rolled an eighteen. I have a plus three on Arcana, so twenty-one total. Okay, so 
through this book and reading through it, um, you are able to like get a deeper understanding of the Shadowfell and this place where like this shadow magic comes from. This like completely separate plane where uh, you know shadow sorcerers are able to like channel this energy from. Uh, and you kind of like get this understanding for like this basic understanding for like channeling a level of like not directly from the Shadowfell, but like this arcane nature of darkness and how to like just like summon darkness at your command. Um, and after finishing this book, like you feel like you have enough understanding of this to cast the spell darkness. Tight. Tight, 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 tight. Very tight. Cool. Okay. I'll have to figure out how to do that. Tight. Yeah. Um, I imagine that, yeah, that's that's how he would... <laughs> After getting the bellows working, Clint's going to sit down next to the fire with his heels kicking his butt reading the book <laughs> until he can cast. And he's just practicing casting this little little ball of darkness in his hand. Yep, you're able to summon this this dark energy um, at your command. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be something that, like, I know with, uh, with the arcane tricksters, like, you can swap spells off and things like that. This will just be a spell that, like, it still uses spell slot, the normal spell slot it would, but you, like, you okay. don't forget it. It's just additional to your spells that you currently have. But okay, it still, so like, uses spell. your okay. current spell slots or whatever. But you just won't, mm. you, you won't lose it. You won't have to swap it out. You'll always have access to the spell, but you just still use a spell slot when you cast it. Okay, is it is it tied to the book or is it like a, it is a known thing now? It's a known thing for you. Okay. Yeah, basically cool. it was a you've basically used all the energy in this book to or like this knowledge in this book to learn how to cast this spell. Very neat. Very cool. Neat. Yeah, that's my day. Sweet. Um uh, Cosmo, what are you doing? Um I think one of the things and I don't know how to kind of pan this out, but like would be to organize with Chesk the idea to start uh, opening back up the Tin Town Mine. Okay, I think this is going to take a conversation for sure. Um, so, uh, actually, no. So, okay, so tell me what you're trying to accomplish here. You, you're you just trying to get him to, you're like, hey, dude, you can um, open up the mine now. I, I think telling him that uh, it feels safe uh, to start kind of re-excavating it. Um, okay. And... so. Sorry, let me. I just I, I say let's keep it brief, but I think let's just jump right into the conversation with you and Chesk then. Um, oh, okay. You you think it's safe to open up the mine? Like that's that's great news. Right. Well, yeah, I think it's safe, and uh, if we're gonna start uh, bringing up the uh, dark steel, we're gonna need something to hide it with. And uh, yep. yeah, no, that's a, that's a great idea. Uh, I sent out the small team, about eight people, to uh, you know go secure and you know get things started over at the Ebon Depths. So uh, that's you know that should work out great. Uh, we have enough people here that you know we can get them back to work and start paying them again. It's going to be you know people are kind of suffering here a little bit. So what? yeah, we'll we'll get going on that right away. And he's like uh, he just kind of like seems extremely extremely excited with this. Well, obviously, proceed with caution. Uh, I don't have any reason to believe that things are unsafe. But, uh, you know, let's play it on the safe side and go, go easy on it, eh? Yeah, I, yeah, I, no. yeah, come on. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Of course, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get down there. We'll, we'll kind of take stock of what's going on. But I think there's going to be quite a bit of cleanup after uh, uh, the, you know, the party you all had down there. Yes, it did not end well. Much, many big monsters coming out of those holes. But uh, 
I, I think it'll, it'll, yes, let's start the cleanup, get the rumble going back in the town, bring some life back, and show people that uh, there's something still to be had here. It'll, it might create a little bit of buzz, but it'll also give us an opportunity to kind of cover up what we may be trying to do with uh, the dark steel. Hell yeah. Braun Grimm would be proud. And uh, he kind of like slaps you on the back and like walks you outside and then just uh, kind of like, just like very merrily kind of like makes his way over to uh, what you would assume to be like the, um, the kind of like boulder fist compound uh, tavern that's over yeah. there, probably to start rou uh, rousing some troops. Um, uh, the only other thing he would really say is, is just that, uh, you know, we'll be around for a few days if you, you know, if you come across oh, what, was, what was that i was uh, i was kind of i was walking away from you you're talking uh, as i'm walking away what's going uh, on yeah if any i'll be around for a few days if you come across anything strange or uh anything odd come come find me first yeah yeah of course um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go over here you know right you okay. do you do okay and he walks off um, <laughs> isn't uh, isn't cosmos charisma like super high but he's just like kind of socially awkward whenever someone's walking away. He's always trying to start a conversation. Wait, yeah, right. No, get him back. It's um, it's just that what it is is they just like he's just so charming because they're like, oh, he's so so innocent. Sort of the fact he smushes heads. Um, awesome. So if that's what we all want to do for the day, uh, we can. Bloop, sun goes down. Sun starts coming up. Uh, brand new day. Uh, where do you all regroup? Cinematic. Okay. <laughs> So back back at the Matic, same table. Uh, you, it's almost like you're in Groundhog's Day. Uh, Tom's Different there. Different seats. We've all shifted one seat just to make it <laughs> spicy. Keep things fresh. Uh, you see Tom uh, still still just you know cleaning up. Comes in. We come in. It's just Cosmos just checking around. Dreams was good last night. Good. good. No travel yes. for you, Glenn. Um, still warm. Still warm. Good. Uh, Rain Grim, how how about you? You know, dark weird dreams. No, everything was fine, and his eyes black. <laughs> right, glad, glad to hear it. Glad and, we just uh, I will know. You know something? I may not take you seriously anymore. It's just gonna be like the boy who cried dragon or something. Why? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. We're, we're fine. All right, Rangrim. So today, we need to be very explicit about what we say. Cause we can't just like dump all of it at once. We have to be really clear as to what we're telling Luther so we you know we're still on his good side mm -hmm. have you learned, and he doesn't try to come murder me have you have you learned explicit on a dust dog rapper yet no what's explicit explicit go ahead and tell him Glenn there's uh, words on the dust dog rappers isn't that it, where we were there was definitions you were learning words every day for a minute he oh, hasn't had oh, a dog dog in so long. He forgot what that experience. Right. Was. No, you're wrong. But I thought those was just jokes. I didn't know that that was supposed to be like. Nope, jokes. that's called vocabulary. All right. Anyways, oh, it was... explicit means we need to be very precise and specific. I'm still going big words. I don't really right. know if you're getting this. <laughs> mm -hmm. We need to say exactly mm -hmm. what we mean with zero room for interpretation. Nope, still big word. Zero <laughs> room for confusion. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Repeat after me, Rangram. Mm -hmm. Luther. Luther. We. We. Have the key. Have you the were key. hiding. You were hiding. 
Are you going to remember any of this, Rangrim? Are you going to remember any of this, Rangrim? Rang no, Rangrim, go back. I need you to be so I, I was not supposed to just say that to Luther because I did. That's going to be... <laughs> that's, <laughs> I just cast sending. The first sending. That's, that's what I just said to, to Luther. Perfect. What the... Hey, who is this? Uh, we can't hear it. <laughs> uh, it's Rangrim, remember... Luke from Tin Town, Rangrim. We oh, hell, Rangrim. What the, the hell are you doing in my head? I was sending you a message because we ain't seen you in like a long time. There was things we were supposed to do. I'm pretty sure you owe me some money. We had a lot of jobs for your little guild hall there. And then you've just been gone for like ever mad about things. And um, Rangrim. We, we're just wondering Rangrim. where you were. Rangrim. Are you with the elf right now? What the elf? Cosmos right here. Heavy wink at Glenn. Hey, Cosmo, Glenn has, Cosmo I, I just leans in. Has no idea. Deception, De deception check, uh, Rangram. How do you deceive over just words? Uh, he's I'm rolling out. a nap. <laughs> Not a natural 20. It's a 19. I have a zero for... no. Is he, is he deceiving us or he's deceiving Luther? Deceiving Luther. Uh, yeah, I'll say that you. Uh, that is enough to be able to pull that off. Uh, he does not seem any the wiser. Um, Rang Rangren, listen. You all are in... If you're with him right now, you're in, in grave danger. He took something from me that should not have been taken. True. Do you have the key with you? Do you know about the key that he took? He's. I mean, I haven't. Like, is like a key, like for like a door. You put it in a door, like a key, key, right? I. He describes. I haven't seen him with any any type of key, to my knowledge. I I will say just to retcon, he did say we have the key. True. Um, I need you to roll me another deception check. <laughs> a nine? Okay. Uh, you hear Luther's tone kind of darken a bit, and she goes, Rangan, listen, I, I've known you a long time. I need you to be straight with me here. Do you have the key? Does he have the key? This is not a joking matter. Yep. Rangrim, I need you to get that key. Sure, it'll be in the usual place. And then he just cuts sending. That's it. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So that happened. Uh, Rangrim, how'd that go? Rangrim. really one-sided. Right, yeah, we, we didn't get much. You told him we had the key, but then you told him we didn't have the key? I was confused. He started really pressuring me. Um, He's kind of intimidating. I get that. Yes, I told yes. him we had it. That's right. I told him I'd leave it in the usual place. Right. L leave it in the usual place. Uh, he has no idea what that means. Nope. Neither do I. Because I, I don't know what that means. Good. good glad. I was trying to set, it, set him off the trail. He's going to think he knows what that means for at least a minute. I don't know we, what that means. We want him on our trip. We want we want his help theoretically. Right. Yes. I think you lost sight of what the mission of that conversation was supposed to be. It, we left I don't it just. Think I did. We left it just as confusing. Except he knows we had the key, which I think he already knew we had the key. 
I will say you do still have, I'll, I'll say that was only one sending spell. Though we're stretching what sending can be, I think that the back and forth conversation is better. You still do it, still have your two other sending spells. Okay. If you wanted to. So uh, let's, 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 let's say hi one more time. Maybe some pleasantries. Say, well, say hello. Wait, 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 wait. Don't just, I, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. See, uh, I, can't, I can't cast that spell anymore. What? Uh, Rangram, I feel like you're lying to me, but. I, I also I think mean, that I if... would not lie to you, Cosmo. But roll for that one. Well, I feel like right. you, I feel like it's a dead giveaway here. I think you would lie to me. Uh, but uh, do if you said we leave it in the usual place, you think he's gonna come here? My guess I, would be uh, he's expecting it to be back in the chest in which I took it from because it was covered in dust when yeah, I pulled he, it out. He tore so the bottom like, out of that thing. There's nothing. You just drop it; it'll hit the ground. I don't know yeah, why he would assume but he also, any of that because I, I, I don't know what I meant by that. He also locked us out of the sanctum. It's yeah, like he knows we can't get in there. This was outside the sanctum, for what it's worth. Right, this it was. Chest was in the first room. But whatever we did, it's like he doesn't want us in there anymore. I think if we told him we're going to give him the key back, he might be interested. But I don't want the sanctum more than I want the key. Now that I know the key lets something bad out. But what if the, I mean, we don't have to give him the key. If if we say it's going to be in the usual spot, like Rangram very intelligently did, we know where the spot is. We can just wait. We don't have to give it to him. Right, no. Cosmo, we do this thing in my community. It's called lying. And <laughs> what it does is it's not always the truth. Right. Well, we could try that. if you'd like to make it the truth, you could just give me the key. And then you could tell him you don't have it. Do you do not want to be pulled to the clear, clear shot cliffs or the hell I said it was? It was fair, very cold. To be fair, it wasn't the key that pulled you to the peaks. It was the coin. I know, but I'm assuming that if he has the key, he'll then be the one who gets pulled there. Right, but or I'll get pulled there without the key, and that probably can't be good either. Right. Well, you could say, well, I lost it to my good friend Cosmo. <laughs> well, you like to lie, and I don't. And ah. ah. Well, well, honest, you, if you want, he could give it to you, and I can just tell Luther that Cosmo has it. Right, that's fine too. But, Smart, turn the murder but, machine on Cosmo. I like well, it, Rangroom. Well, well, well. Yeah, and that's not so fun anymore when it's in your pocket, huh? Yeah. I, no, I don't mind the key in my pocket. It's it's um. There's a word. The, the, the crazy metal guy with a big sword coming for the thing in your pocket. Not fun. Right. Uh, mm. I've been there. But, right oh, right. This is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. It was this meat. Clearly, I'm like basically half moored in. It'll be fine. I mean, he's got a point. I mean, he's definitely the more... I don't even. I don't know what to do with that. If that's that's the route we're going down, I I think we just take on whatever the hell pulled me up to the clear shot cliffs straight on. I mean, we got a god on our side. Well, I can't confirm. I'm it. ready. Let's do this. I can't can't confirm. I don't know if I feel ready for that. That's a little bit more than I'm ready for. But I'm just saying, what happens if if I'm holding the key? I I don't know. I'm happy to give it to you. You can keep a hold of it, but if I get pulled up and he's asking me where it's at. You can you're, tell him what your community does, and you just tell him whatever you want. Yeah, you're going to have a, a not fun target on your back, but I'm happy to do it. You could give him the coin and the key. I uh, could happily give you both if you want. Want to well, go have a conversation. Well, I know I, a little uh, bit better. 
That's. I'll leave it in your hands. I just. If you. Very kind of. If you want to pass the bucket, I will take said bucket from you. Let's. Uh. I. I think we should talk to Luther. I'm curious to see what he says. I think. And I know I've been saying a lot of awful things about Luther behind his back. Right. Definitely. Yeah, mo- most of the day. Yep. And yeah. yesterday too. Yeah. yeah. And yesterday. Yeah. And a couple. And when you actually took that thing from his his uh thing. Yeah, and to his friends. It was like pictures of his family, and you like laughed at them before you put them away. Yeah, they're all dead. That's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, My dad was in one of those pictures. Well, that wasn't funny. I knew that one after the fact. Look, you can't be mad at me post post mortem. That's unfair. Uh, right. It just feels okay. mostly insensitive on your end. Have I'm Glenn. Nice to meet you. And I stick a hand out. So maybe that's the move. We we. We see if Luther is en route. Maybe we send another message to him. Uh, ask him if the usual place is back in Tin Town where he last saw it, because that's probably where he's going to send it. Right. Or probably gonna, where he's going to go. I'm not worried about being the target as of now with the super terrifying omniscient voice. That's 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 already established. I don't I don't need to get you guys involved but, in that. But well, I feel involved just because I like you. That's nice. Yes, it is. I'm not that's lying. Nice. I'm not. It's true. I felt that. That was yeah. yeah that's I don't good. Need to go for that. that. That's good. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I I think Luther's been keeping this thing, and he's been fighting this thing all by himself. And if he's been looking for friends to maybe help him on his quest, because I mean, if he's had the key the whole time and he knows where it is, why would he have not already gone and unlocked it, right? Right. Well, so I, I tend to I, agree I think with he's you. He's been looking for help, and he's been afraid to reach out because everyone around him dies in really awful ways. That's true. We know that to happen twice. He's kind of been a dick to Rangram as long as Rangram's known him, right? Like, not you don't like approach him. You're not friends. You're not grabbing a drink with him. Well, I, I mean, drink, to but... be fair, most of the people in this town were kind of dicks to me. He well, was, you're kind of a he, dick. he was actually less of a dick to me. Uh, him and Madge were like, yeah, all right. Everyone else, not so much. That's a terrible barometer of being a good person. I, I think we need. To... Oh no, we need to get Dos Dogs back in action. Okay, um, not to pressure you all, but we are we are running up against time here pretty soon. So, right. what, uh, what are you time? wanting to call? Uh, are you wanting to call <laughs> Luther well, again? Okay, all right. Here's here's the play. Here's the play. If we we send another message to uh, Luther while we wait, what what say you, Glenn? You give me the key for now. I don't have any qualms with holding it. You keep the coin because you know the voice currently and it kind of likes but dislikes you and i'll keep the key and we'll just see what happens yeah if you're willing to get that big old bullseye on your back i'll i'll hand it off i pull the key out of my pocket and i put it down on the table i just slide it over to him cosmo takes the key um you die instantly no uh So Fireball. just the, just a quick descriptor of the key, distinct for anyone new. It's like relatively the size of a hockey puck that made out of solid platinum, seemingly with a, a draconic symbol on the top that has been defined to uh, mean the word release. And then the underside of it has this like labyrinthine kind of like embossed pattern uh, that kind of is like a maze, essentially, that corresponded with the shapes that were on the door. Um, just for everyone to know. Um, does, so Rangrim? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you could read. Glenn can read the key. Uh, you you all had someone 
tell had, me what it meant. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. It's okay, okay, okay. I was like, I was like, no, how pops. do we? Pops I was trying to remember. Yeah, trying pops to remember how we something. Uh, okay. And then, sorry, uh, the the face that was on the coin is too scratched out to recognize the face on the coin. Correct. There's a profile of a face that you cannot see. That's scratched it's to all hell. Cool. Yeah, it's like the it's like Two Face got to it, and then the other side seems to have some sort of coat of arms that's scratched away as well, and it's like a tungsten steel. Okay. Um. Right. All right. Well, yeah. So send the message again and see if he wants to come here. Well, Rangram, do you have the energy to send another message to? Uh, I just might. But but. And this time, don't tell him that I have the key. Hey, Luther. Um, you hear uh, Rang. Or you hear Rang. You hear uh, Luther uh, respond, and they sound very relieved. Oh, Rangrim, I, um, I'm so glad that you 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 sent me another message. I, I don't know. We might have gotten disconnected somehow. But listen, where uh, where are you? Uh, I'm in Tin Town. I forgot that. Um. I couldn't find the elf, but I have the key. And um, I'll just meet you at your place, not mine. Uh, your place, right? That's that's great, Rangrim. I'm not joking. You need to be careful. There's there's more than you know coming after that thing. And just be safe. I'm on my way back right now. I'm already heading back. I got quite a journey ahead of me, but um, I should be back there in a few days how how many days would you say is he coming back is Flint, Rangram, Rangram, is he coming back uh he said something about um he might come back if your mother shaves and um something like three days uh okay right right yep keep going Yeah, yeah. It looks like I got about a three day journey ahead of me. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll see you in three days. Just like eye contact with Glenn and Cosmo. Um. Oh, by the way, how the hell do we get back into like the place? It's all locked up. Oh yeah. Um. Well, I'm sorry about that, Rangrim. I, I didn't know whether or not I could trust you after that. Uh. After that note that I found. Oh, I don't. <laughs> that elf is a strange one. You can trust me, though. Uh, you know, I, I'd never write a note. Well, um, I can uh, I can disarm it when I get back, but uh, yeah, for the time being, unfortunately, you're not gonna be able to get in there. All right. Well, um, I'll see you soon, bud. You send a, a thumbs up across space and time to Luther. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. Rangrim does not trust Luther Wait. at this point. Well, you did a good job not telling him that I don't have the key. But why did you tell him that you had the key? Well, you told me to tell him that you, you told me. You said to tell him you didn't have it. I said, don't tell him I have the key. I didn't tell him you had the key. Right. You tell him you tell him that Glenn had the key. So the logical thing was to tell him that I had it. Right. So we have three days to figure out if we want to be here when he gets back. 
Oh, he's gonna be so mad if we tell him I'll come all the way back and we're somewhere else. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. You all uh, hear a very familiar and very ominous noise um, of a bell tolling from down uh, in the lower parts of the town. Uh, and as you all get up and look at this bell tolling, kind of like stand up for the table, alert, uh, you see that the door is swinging open into the long-sealed mine of Tintown. Um, and that is where we're going to lead the session tonight. Episode 33 is called Cosmo's Fault. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo's idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs>